0: Hi everyone, this is Psychic Sean, also known as Sean Michael Rutherford, Psychic Medium. I am so thrilled to be bringing you another episode. I have it had been a while since I've created an episode, and I apologize about that. I have been trying to figure out exactly what to talk about, it's not super easy. I'm very ADHD. Oh, and that's hard to come up with something and make sure it's good. And then, of course, I squirrel and lose track. I've been very busy as well. So I really appreciate your patience and your understanding of the unfolding of this podcast. But thank you so much for listening. And I do hope to have a better schedule when it comes to uploading episodes. Today, I really want to talk about. One of the most important things about being a psychic medium or going to a psychic medium, and that is really about what type of reading do I get or do I give? How do we know what is best for the client? How do we know what I need if I wanna get a reading? I can honestly say in the 16 years that I've been doing this, One of the most common questions I get is, what kind of reading do I need? I mean, there are so many questions that I get around this topic of psychic mediumship work. But this one is really important for me to answer in the beginning. Because if you're new to the path, or you're new to understanding psychic work, or mediumship work, it's important for you to understand what you're getting into, and what you're going for. That makes it easier for you not to get scammed. That makes it easier for you to tell if someone is a fraud. And that's hope that the people that you do encounter are ethical workers in the spiritual field because we don't want to perpetuate lies, right? So you might ask, what kind of reading do I need? Well, let's first break down the types of readings and the effects and the outcomes that each can really provide to a client. First, we have a generic, simple, psychic reading. Now, for the psychic, (laughs) you may not think that is simple or generic, but for most people, when we think of a psychic reading, they think getting information from a spiritual source about their life. Uh, There was a movie that I really loved called The Mothman Prophecies, where in it, Richard Gere speaks to a professor of anthropology and spiritual studies, I believe. And he's talking about the Mothman and he walks Richard Gere outside and points up to this man washing windows on this 10-story building, and he says that man up there would have a much better view of why there's traffic because he can see much further ahead than we can. But does it give him special powers? No. But as a psychic, I do believe that because we are, have worked, I don't want to say it as if it's a gift that Only certain people have. As psychics and mediums, we work to build a strong relationship to our higher selves, to loved ones in spirit, to so many things in life that are above us, floating in the ether, so that way we can connect to the bird's eye view that they are giving us and relay these messages to people who may not have that connection. Right. Now, I believe everyone can learn to be a good psychic and everyone can learn to be a good medium. I believe some of us are meant to be, quote unquote, as I do air quotations, great psychics and mediums because we're there to really lead the charge and teach and advocate and fight for spirituality and the connection to it. But everyone has the potential and the ability to unfold these gifts. And if you so should choose to, follow that to its resonating path of becoming a a phenomenal healer, medium, or psychic. That's your choice. And not everyone feels called to do that. So going back to, you know, if we have powers... I think we're just really connected to a higher source that shows us that bird's eye view. And what that translates to your psychic reading is that we are receiving this information of a higher perspective of where your life is, where it has been, and where it's going. And so I do find that we can give factual and evidential information of where you've been and then tell you where you're headed, in the idea of a prediction. I don't necessarily call what I do predicting. Uh, I definitely don't call it prophesizing. I tell people that when I'm working, I see multiple upwards to maybe 10 different paths in front of me when I'm reading for my client, and these paths are for the client. And as I tune into those paths, I might see one or two glow brighter than others. Imagine being Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz and seeing 10 golden brick roads in front of you, but two of them are really shiny and bright and glowing where the others are just matte and just slightly more dull than the others. When I see that glowing, it lets me know that these are more than likely the way this client is going to go. Now, have I been wrong sometimes? Absolutely. Um, People are always the biggest um, (laughs) variable in their own lives. Because of fear, because of worry and nerves or ADHD, (laughs) where people can swerve and, and become very enamored or drawn to something else in their life that takes precedent. And that's okay, because your life is your choice. Everyone has free will, and it's not about forcing yourself to go down a certain path. It's about following your choices and knowing that you're free to do so. So, when I see these paths light up, I follow them. I let them show me where they're headed. I talk to my client about what I'm seeing, of course. And then I'll often see the timeline in my head like a floating ruler in front of me where it's dates instead of numbers. Well, I mean, I guess dates are still numbers. But instead of it being one, two, three, it might be 1990. Two, uh 2000, 2010, 2020. And then as I um, zoom in to that ruler, um, I can see 2001, 2002, and, or 2020, 2021. Then I zoom in more and it might be January of 2021, February of 2021, and then so forth and so on down to days Uh, Weeks, days, and uh, things like that. And so oftentimes I will get a, a bite. I don't know how else to call it. I used to go fishing with my dad often. And if you've ever gone fishing, or you've ever felt like a kite tug on the line that you're holding, or a fish pull the line down into the water, if you've ever felt your shirt snag on a hook or maybe something you're carrying snag in the door. Um, That snag, that bite, that hook, the way it adds or seems to add weight or tension to what you're holding, the kite, the rod for the fishing, the shirt or bag you're holding, that tension Relays to me as what I call a hit um, and it's a, or a weight. And when I feel that weight, that's the day or the week or the month, of the, the year that I am being drawn to. And that's where I know, okay, this is when this is going to happen. Now, of course, when I do readings, because human beings are they're the biggest variable in their life. I have to give a bit of a range because things might change instead of being a very active participant in their life. They might choose to let things unfold naturally versus spearing dead at the center and, and attacking the future that they're looking for. They may choose to just see where the life takes them. So it might take a few days longer. It might take a few months longer depending on what is coming into their life. And it might happen sooner depending on how dedicated someone is to making it happen. Neither are right, neither are wrong, it's really just so it's up to you. And so if you are someone wanting to understand where you've been, where you are, and where you're headed, a psychic reading is really what's best for you, especially a psychic tarot reading. A tarot reading, uh, or a card reading, or an oracle reading, is really good about getting information about the situation, scenario, um, obstacles that'll be coming in your life. I personally use tarot cards. I know readers who use oracle cards, runes, pendulums, uh, playing cards. Those are fascinating to me. Um, but no, no tool is right or wrong. It's really just which one calls to you most. And which one you practice and work with. And if you're going to a psychic reader, if you're wanting to get a reading from someone, you need to be aware that these tools are just a way for that psychic to receive information a bit easier. As a psychic, I can receive information just by knowing it. I will receive it. It'll come in like a flash. Or I'll hear a voice telling me something. I'll... Have one of my guides, one of my um, one of my people tell me something I need to know about someone or for someone, and that's how I receive this information. But when I'm using tarot cards, it takes off a lot of the pressure of receiving it psychically, as far as receiving all the information at once through a download. Versus when I'm looking at the cards, I can go card by card and sort of better pace out the reading. And it makes it more comfortable and less exhausting for me um, personally. I know some beautiful psychics who work without cards or tools and just use the brilliance of their mind and their connection to spirit to get psychic information. I do that often in conversation with people uh, when I start my tower readings, my psychic readings, as I'm shuffling my cards, I do start getting psychic information. When I'm doing mediumship, I'll give psychic readings because I'm connected to spirit in a very uh, close way. It's much easier to receive that psychic information and it not be as exhausting. Um, it is exhausting to do mediumship readings, but we'll get to that in a minute. And so it's as someone who's looking to get that psychic reading, You need to be aware that those are just tools, and it doesn't really matter what tool they use, that's their tool. It does not affect you whatsoever. Now, for those who might be worried, tarot is not devil worship. There is no devil uh, in the practice of working as a psychic. I know psychics who are theistic, which means they believe in divinity, they believe in deity, they believe in God, and I know plenty of psychics who are atheistic, who do not believe in any sort of spiritual being above our existence. And both have given beautiful readings and both can give beautiful readings uh, because it's more important about understanding the vibration of the world that we live in and where we're headed. And everything gives off a vibration. So understand that tarot is not a sin or devil worship. There is a card in the tarot deck called the devil, and that devil card just represents temptation. If you look back at popular culture, you'll see how in movies that represent the devil as a, a being or a creature, it doesn't necessarily harm you itself. It forces you and convinces you to harm yourself or hurt your own life. And that's really what temptation is. That's really what um, that temptation of the mind is. Temptation for the soul can be, if you're diabetic, it can be chocolate and sugar. If you're someone who tends to find themselves around negative people because they are entertaining, that could be temptation as well. Um, Temptation is really just whatever that is. If you have an addiction that vice is your temptation or can be a temptation um and it really just depends on what that is and the devil just represents temptation um while we're on that topic the death card does not mean you or anyone around you is going to die it represents transformation and change much like a caterpillar becomes a butterfly the butterfly cannot go back to being that same caterpillar so the death card represents change that once it has happened, you cannot go back to being who you were before that change. That's why they use the image of death. Even with reincarnation, you don't go backwards to being the person you were, you continue moving forward to someone new. And so we have this idea of the psychic reading, which is getting advice and guidance and direction in your life. And that's really great if you have questions that you need answered about, how do I go about this issue in my life? Uh, What kind of job would be good for me? What should I be looking for in this new job? Do you have an idea of when I'll be finding a new job? I'm looking for a home. Where should I look? Things like that. Understand that even with a psychic reading, nothing is better than your own personal intuition. You are someone that is in and actively participating in your life. You are the closest to the vibration of your soul and your life than anyone else. And... You, above all people, will know when something is right for you. Trust that. Trust that psychic impression in your gut. Trust your soul to lead you where you belong. And understand that no psychic in the world is ever going to read you as well as you can. However, seeing a psychic isn't so much about getting the right answers. It's more so about confirming your ideas. I find that I more so read on people who are sure about what they're doing, but want to double check with spirit if it's accurate. So when someone comes to me for a reading, I tell them to not tell me anything. I don't allow them to ask any questions. They'll come in, they'll they'll schedule their session. It's always usually over the phone. So I don't even get to see what they look like. I don't know who these people are besides their name and an email address and a phone number, um, which is just simply so they can book and I'll call them and I will say, you know, these are my rules. Um, you're allowed to respond with yes, no, I don't know. Uh, you're allowed to let me know if this makes sense or not, um, Any questions you may have will have to get left at the end when I give like 10 minutes for questions and answers, because I don't want the client to feel like I'm reading off of their question instead of actually picking it up from spirit. And in the 16 years that I've done this, one of the things that I hear 99% of the time at the end of a reading is, I'll ask, do you have any questions? And the client will respond with, no, no. I don't. That really answered everything I was concerned about. And I love that because that really lets me know that I was tapping into their soul and what they needed to know about what was coming up and what they were going through. I am a registered minister, and so I do consider myself um, more of a spiritual counselor. I don't do, quote unquote, therapy because I'm not trained in psychology or any sort of uh, medical practice for, um, psychology or psychiatry or anything like that. And, but I, in the 16 years that I've done this and through my own personal life experiences, I do try to talk to people about their soul and their journey and life lessons and, and grief. And I always express it as an understanding that, um, I don't have any formal training in these things, but as someone who is gone through a lot of abuse, someone who has lost both his parents and taken care of them and watched them pass, as someone who has had conversations ad nauseum with so many people in, in, um, in his life and heard how they dealt with things and talked to them about how it felt and worked to really understand so many different areas of life. I have sort of compiled all this information about life And so I always express that this is not something that I can guarantee, of course, but that this is what I feel and this is what I feel spirit is expressing to you about your life and where it's headed. And so we often are, as psychics, faced with having to live these crazy lives because we are getting experiences so we can work with our clients and and help them along their path. Uh, I tell people we're sort of like Sherpas or guides walking someone through the mountains and helping them find their way through it. Um, And so that's what really a psychic reading is. It's all about finding direction and understanding your life, getting a bird's eye view and getting a deeper understanding of why things have happened to you. What has happened to you had purpose and Really getting a, a feel for awareness of your and in, in your life. So I often remind people that this is just them getting to understand themselves better. A mediumship reading is connecting to a loved one who has crossed over, passed away, died, and is now in spirit. The reading is to help you reconnect with these loved ones, to remind you and bring evidence of life after death, as well as and mostly about providing evidence that life continues after death. We help people heal as mediums. Grief can be one of those things that can destroy a person and their momentum in life. And so when we are working as a medium, we are there to help you remember that not all, the, all is lost that things are okay, you will be okay, things will be fine. Because here, look, here's your mom, here's your dad, grandmother, grandfather, child, brother, sister. They're here. They're with you. And though you may not be able to see them or hear them, we can, we can validate evidential information to show you and validate that they are on the other side. Um, I don't, we don't tend to use the word prove because proof is this idea of science being that every single time you add one plus one, it equals two. In mediumship, it is an art form, um, much like if you were trying to mix two colors together, such as red and green. Uh, Yes, every time you mix mix red and yellow, for instance, red and yellow, you get orange. But one day you might mix a color that looks pretty red with a color that looks pretty yellow. But then you find out that the yellow has a, a green overtone and the red has a violet undertone. And then next thing you know, you're getting a brown And you're not really sure why you got brown, but then you realize, oh well, there's a lot more colors in this. There's a lot of there's some green, there's some purple, and so that creates a a more muddy color. Might be of a might be a bit of a orangish brown or burnt sienna, but it's not the vibrant orange you were expecting, right? And that's mediumship sometimes. A medium will be off. We won't be feeling well. Uh, we'll have a difficulty connecting to a loved one for a number of reasons. So we really express this as being an art form where it does require years and years and years of practice, a lot of effort to understand the soul and the process of crossing over and allowing yourself to really let go of expectation and trust in the power of the afterlife and the power of spirit, and allow them to communicate through you. I also know theistic mediums and I also know atheistic mediums. So understand that even if you are not someone who is religious, or if you are someone who's religious, you can still be a medium because there's still that belief that when we die, we cross over into an afterlife. Even if there is no deity, or if there is a deity, uh, the afterlife is still there in that belief system. Now, if you don't believe in any of this, that is perfectly fine and I respect your opinion uh, as much as I hope you respect our beliefs and opinions as well. So in a mediumship reading, it is really good to get these readings Uh, When you are in need of healing, if you've lost a loved one that was a really difficult passing, if you had someone that you didn't really feel like you got to say your goodbyes or really finish things that you need to finish and you just want to discuss those things and you want to hear from grandma one more time about how she loved to make pinwheel cookies or sugar cookies or how you really wish that you could just have one more drink with your dad. If you could have just one more hug from your daughter, you know, bringing up memories can feel like you're having those experiences again. You know, I've had siblings come in and remind their living relative that, Thank you so much for all the hard work that you did. I really appreciate you. And, you know, all is forgiven. And after, of course, giving evidence to, to validate and verify who this person is, um, I give these beautiful messages of healing to help people understand that this is what your loved one wants you to know. Please don't hold anger. Please don't hold sadness. Please please don't hold back in your life. And it's extremely rewarding for these clients when they get to reconnect with these loved ones that they thought were lost and see that life does exist after death. Of course, when you're seeing a medium and you're getting this reading, you have to be aware of a lot of things. So for instance, I I reiterate, when I get a client, I know their name, I know their email address and their phone number simply because when I see I have a booking, it immediately shows me all this information. Um, and it's required for them to book, so that way um, it will go to my calendar. And so I call them, and I immediately let them know that if the phone call should drop, I'll call them back and things like that, with all the rules I have for the reading. I will always tell my client, you are not allowed to say anything more than yes, no, and I don't know meaning you can use any variant of those. So for instance, my clients can say yes, yeah, that makes sense, correct, I understand that. You can say those things, or no, that doesn't make sense, not sure, things like that. But you are not allowed to do what we call feeding the medium. You are not allowed to say yes, and they did this. So for instance, if I'm reading for a client, and I say, look, I have a father here. He used to build, rebuild vehicles. He used to rebuild engines. He was a mechanic. And he really loved working on trucks because he loved trucks and he rebuilt his own truck. Um, do you understand that? Yes. That is a great response. Yes, that does make sense. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, do you understand that this truck would be red? No, his truck was green. That is not an appropriate response, and I will usually cut you off if I hear you say anything more than no" because we see we might see it red because red is for me connected to my dad. The red might be relating to me that this is a father figure and or reestablishing that bond of fatherhood, so I don't want you to tell me what the actual color was, or any information whatsoever, because later down the road in the reading, they may express, no, but actually my truck is green. Because the information that we're giving should come from your loved one, not you. We are here to do the work. You're here to receive the healing. We also want to make sure that we're creating evidential information, and by that we mean the only way that we could have gotten this information is from your loved one. I don't know your life. I certainly don't know your loved one who passed away, because usually before reading, I've never met any of you in my, before then. So, um, and I don't, we don't want you giving this information, because we don't want you walking away thinking, was that really my dad or my loved one or my family member? Or did they say that because I told them this? I don't let clients tell me who they're trying to connect with. I don't let them mention anything about their loved ones. Um, Because I want it to really just come from spirit. This is something that you can use to tell if a medium is ethical. All of the ethical mediums that I have worked with, minus one or two, um, work the way I'm describing. They don't allow... Anyone to give information. I do know a psychic medium who, when you book with her, she asks for your loved one's name. And um, I have listened to to her work. I have watched her work. I have gotten messages from her. um, And I fully believe that she is working ethically. Because that is the only information that she allows you to give her. And so I feel that she's doing that in order to feel the vibration of that person's name. So when she connects the spirit, if they come through, she can feel that that's the correct person. Um, be, and so that's just how she works. Um, and so, but 99% of the time, every other medium I've ever met does not allow you to give them any information whatsoever we like working that way, that's how we all work, because it really nails and really brings home that evidence of, man, that was my loved one. Um, so if you're out there getting readings from people and they ask you a lot of information or they, they don't interrupt you when you start telling stories about these loved ones, um, there might be concern of whether they're ethical or not. For instance, if you were getting a reading from someone who claims to be medium and they're like, yeah, I feel like your father worked really hard for a living and you start going, yeah, he worked construction and they don't say anything or even worse, go, oh yeah, I did feel like he worked with his hands. Oh yeah, I did feel like he built things. There's a chance, there's a good chance that that person is not actually connecting to your, your loved one but that they are piggybacking or going off of uh, information that you've given them. I'm not gonna say that is the case in every case, but if they've established zero evidence or zero information regarding that loved one before you started giving them that information, um, I would definitely not believe that they were connecting to your actual loved one. But I don't offer judgment on those people That's just from my experience and the work that I've done um, for a long time. Um, So, excuse me. One of the things I also want people to know about mediumship readings is that this is not an easy undertaking for us. We have to constantly make sure that we are okay. We have to make sure that we're dealing with our emotions dealing with our lives, dealing with our shadow work, making sure that our, our feelings and our needs are not being placed upon our clients' reading. So when you get a mediumship reading, understand that this is a moment for you to relax and just reconnect with loved ones that you haven't heard from in a long time, or a short time, or loved ones you haven't heard from in a while. And it's for you to know that they're there and reconnect and heal. In mediumship readings, psychic advice can and usually will be given. Um, Some mediums do not believe that the dead or spirits will predict things that are coming up. I, in my case, find that to not be true. I do find our loved ones will tell us things that are coming up. I do find that our loved ones will talk about how we've been doing or things that we need to know. I do know for, for my belief system that they're not going to give us a ton of information because they do not want to affect our lives and negate free will. So it's very much usually psychic information that a medium or I'll be picking up from your loved ones Where they'll provide it to me, and it'll be like, hey, I feel like this might happen. They're expressing this. Just be aware that this may be something that you come across in your life. Moving forward. It is just like giving a psychic reading. But the information came to me from one of your loved ones instead of one of mine. And so that's getting a mediumship reading. That's getting advice or hearing from a loved one who has passed away that you haven't heard from in a while and wanting to reconnect with them. And that's one of the most beautiful things about getting a reading, uh, a mediumship reading specifically, is that ability to reconnect. It just feels so comforting to hear from them again. So the difference between psychic and mediumship work is that psychic goes really all about advice. Now, there's a lot of different types of psychic readings out there. Um, One of the other ones that I do is past life readings. Past life readings are really about finding out where your soul has been versus where it's going. It's sort of like looking at a map and realizing all the areas that you've gone to. So it gives you a better idea of what's left or what else you could do or reason why you caught a flat tire is because you recently drove through a very rocky area. Okay, well, that makes sense. That's why my my soul is a bit damaged. I went through some severe trauma. Um, my soul's not your soul's not damaged. It's just experiencing, um, these memories of this trauma that you did not experience experience in this life. And so, it allows you to give yourself this pep talk of, okay, we've been through this, we've been through this. We can handle what we're tackling in this life. Love doing past life readings. They're really good for you. Um, There's other things that you can do, like energy readings for your health. Um, Now, we're not medical professionals, and nothing that we should say should be taken as more advice than a medical professional. I do not condone medical mediums and psychic medical psychics giving advice as if they're doctors. I don't agree with that. I will tell someone, I feel like you have a back problem. Do you understand that? And if they say yes or no, we go from there. I'll say, I do feel like there's, so someone might come to me and be like, Hey, I've been having problems with my stomach. I'm like, have you seen a doctor? That'll be the very first thing I'll say. Have you consulted a physician? Yes. have an appointment in in a week or so. I was just wondering if you had any insight on what I should talk to the doctor about or um, an idea of anything I should mention. And I will say, I am not a medical professional. I am not a medical medium or psychic. I pick up energy and energy fluctuations and it should not be used in place of or as medical advice? Do you understand that? And the client will say yes if they want the continue to reading to continue because if they say no, then I end the reading because I do not give information out without a clear understanding that this is not medical advice. And I will tell them, I see energy in this area or I see energy build up in this area. Um, I feel like it might be due to your diet. I feel like you might need vitamins. I might feel like you might need this. Understand that if the doctor disagrees, then I'm wrong. But you might want to talk to the doctor about blood work or doing a, a uh, to see if you need more vitamins or whatnot. Look in that area. Um, so, those are energy readings. Healers he tend to do that quite often when they're doing spiritual healing work on people, because the person will come to them with said ailment. An ethical healer will say, have you seen a doctor about this? And hopefully you have. And then they'll continue doing healing work on you. Um, Healing and energy work and um, medical um, assistance in the spiritual world should only be an aid or an assist to medical practice and medical help and medical advice. Um, In no way should it replace it whatsoever. I fully believe in modern medicine. I also believe in Eastern medicine and Vedic medicine and herbal medicine, but it should be done by people who are trained in those areas and have learned specifically how it works with and without other medications and other health problems, Uh, and I'm very adamant about that, and I will never get caught off guard um, with someone without them understanding that specific point. But that's a different type of psychic reading that you can get, is um, energy, where your energy is in your body, and it can be used to find blockages or ailments. So... um mediumship tends to be just mediumship, which is connecting to loved ones or spears on the other side. Um, there's a lot of different ways mediums can work that we'll get into in a different episode. But as of right now, I really want to give you an idea of like, how do I know what reading to get? Well, again, the short of it all after we've been through this whole episode is really understanding that. A psychic reading is for guidance and advice. Mediumship is for healing and advice. If you're not grieving, if you are not someone who's had a lot of people pass, if you're not someone who has experienced any deaths in your life, which has happened, which happens. I've known quite a few people who haven't really experienced any many passings. Lucky for y'all. Um, if you don't really... Think of anyone who is on the other side that you want to hear from. A mediumship reading really isn't going to be for you. Um, As a medium, I can connect to guides and spirit guides and tell you who's around you. But I'd much rather do that for you in a psychic reading versus a mediumship reading. Because when I read as a medium, I need to be able to provide ethical, evidential information. And from your guides, while I can read about you, And they can tell me about you. I can also do the same thing in a psychic reading where um, I'm not expressing that this is happening specifically as a medium. Uh, Not all mediums do connect to guides, and that's okay. But I don't like to muddy the water of what a mediumship reading is or what a medium is. So I will usually connect to guides in psychic readings, even though it is using more of my mediumistic abilities, I don't uh, do that as a mediumship reading. Mediumship is really always just to connect to a loved one who has passed away in order to get healing through grief and bereavement. And that is the difference between those type of readings, mediumship versus psychic reading. Um, I definitely tell people it's best to really try to experience all the readings that you can much as a way to just heal yourself and help you understand yourself to the best of your ability. It is absolutely not necessary though. And I want you to understand another big thing about psychics and mediums, true ethical mediums and psychics. There's things that we're just never going to do. And one of those things that we're never going to do is hunt you down for a reading. We don't message you to tell you to get a reading, we wait for you to contact us because we are connected. We know that you will get a reading when it's right for you, and that is all that matters. So, I thank you so much for tuning in for um, another episode of Hearing from the Hereafter. Uh, this is a wonderful Um, thing that I'm really so happy to be doing another podcast. My first one was called Spirit and Me, and this is Spirit and Me Part part 2. I'm calling it Hearing from the Hereafter because a lot of the information I have gotten in my life has been from hearing from Spirit. And I want y'all to receive that information. So uh, Hearing from the Hereafter, it is. And so it's also about... Healers and their connection to spirit, so it definitely is still about spirit and me. But you know, things change in life, and with them, we open new doors and see where we're headed. Thank you all so much for tuning in. It was a pleasure bringing you another episode. Uh, please share, please like, please follow, uh, and most of all, and most importantly, please enjoy. As always. From psychic Sean to you, in love and light.